<laughs> okay. Is everybody, hold on to your seat. Is, is everybody ready? I guess, yeah. As ready as I'll ever be. Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast where living your dream is the only option. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest this week, uh, an Emmy award-winning professional voice talent, the voice of multiple national commercial campaigns, corporate videos. The list goes on and on of all the voice work she does. Also, is an, uh, she's an actor, a published author, an old soul with a young spirit. And Michelle says for herself, a five-year-old child trapped in the body of a 53-year-old woman who is destined to be wearing Hello Kitty pajamas into her 90s, listening to Sinatra. Michelle Falango, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you intro. for gracing us. I, I've been hearing you on, you know, voicing so much stuff. And it's we've had a, a connection online. I'm not even sure how we initially connected. Maybe LinkedIn. I no, I, yeah, I think uh, it was on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then it's one of those things where you feel like you know somebody because you're yeah. on social media. And it's like, oh, wait. Jason's like, have you ever spoken to her in person? I'm like, um, are on the phone or anything? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. So we this might is have our like, time. This yeah, is this time. is our time. We might have messaged once. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. But yeah, I feel like we've always seen each other's stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we're going to dig into uh, Michelle's deepest passions uh, and dig into uh, the world of voice acting and more. It's all coming up. <laughs> Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Welcome to season two. We are your hosts. I'm Jason Friday. I'm Julie Slater. This podcast is about facing your fears, digging deep inside yourself, and following your passions. We hope to give you a push to live your dreams. Now let's get back to it. Okay, we're back. <laughs> uh, I do have a question, and yes. tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't you have a line that you specialize in goosebumps? I do. So did you take it? Did you get rid of it? No, I think it still says oh. that. It should. Uh, yeah. I so, didn't see it anywhere. And I wondered if you're rebranding. No. Rebranding. Because no. I always thought that was pretty genius, specializing in goosebumps. So somebody wants, so the you know, they say you should like listen to the feedback you have from people, your clients and stuff, and like what you're kind of I mean, I do a lot of stuff, but but the the feedback I get back the most is they got goosebumps. Mm. And basically, or they felt something or the the whole the whole staff is crying, listening to the, right. you know, like I make people feel something. And so are you going to make somebody, us cry today? Well, yeah, I'm already I mean, crying. Maybe, I might. I might. But but somebody once said to me, oh, I didn't understand what that meant. I thought that meant you were like the voice of that cartoon, the Goosebumps cartoon thing. I was like, what? No. Very and then I, I think I changed it to Goosies because everybody knows what a Goosey is, right? Like, I don't think I know Goosey. To me, that would be oh, like geez. giving someone a goose, like going into their underwear. Yeah, see, you, you, can't, you don't know your audience. Who's reading this, right? They're going to be like, what does she do? I don't I don't know what she does. Give you a Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> like like when J-Lo is like, oh, I heard, when I heard you sing, I was all got, got all gooseys, you know, like that. Uh, uh, I've never heard anyone say goosey. All right. Well, Am there I... you go. See? Okay. There was my whole right. theory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to uh, play a little sample of your voice work so the fine folks tuning in can uh, understand uh, who you are and where you come from. Fact. Emily hasn't bought groceries in weeks. So how is she creating this masterpiece? 
Her freezer is stocked with daily harvest. That's how. It's time to go beyond the flight with Delta Vacations and save up to $350 per booking on vacation packages worldwide. Together with Mercedes EQ Formula E team, Neom is turning our vision into reality. Life's full of no's. No midnight snacking, no returns. Oh, man. But at Native, we use no a little differently. This is an underwater ballet with 40-ton giants. A base camp atop Everest. A spectacle of the northern lights. Legends aren't made looking up at the bull. Legends are etched when they look past the obvious and see the unique. Legends are built when hanging on to the bull is just the beginning. Okay, I ended on the one that was your Emmy-winning performance on that one. How how did you get how do you get an Emmy for voiceover work? I think the average person would not understand this at all. Oh my god, there it is. There it is. <gasps> they, the oh. listeners can't hear it or see it. Here. We'll show them. Oh my god. <laughs> they can't hear the it or Emmy see right it. There. I love this. <laughs> um yeah, I know. Try to like people like, oh, you have to have it behind you. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's I know. I'm not too like, <laughs> but <laughs> but I do want it nearby. Um I was gonna say it's for you anyways. It's for you to go. I did I, I did right. a great okay. job. Before Good you job. tell the story of the Emmy, can you please tell us about how you manifested the Emmy? You are a manifester, which I should have mentioned in the I, beginning. I as certainly well. try and I need it for a few, some other thing. I've had actually, yeah, yes. Um, so <laughs> I I put I don't know, I just had this like dream of winning an Emmy. Just I wanted to do that. And I so I took a picture, I think it was Kate Winslet. I don't know, somebody who won an Emmy in a red dress, and I cut her head off and I put my head on her head. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it in the. And your I made this, and she had some boobs on her. Like, whoa, just have a nice um, figure. Yeah, she had a really, and but my head looks a little wonky on there, but it didn't matter. And I put it up on my wall, and I was like, okay, there it is. That's my. And I did that for. I've done that for a bunch of things, but I did that for to be in Health Magazine. I was featured in Health Magazine. I put my head on like a picture on the cover of Health Magazine, and they <laughs> featured my um, weight loss story. And so just different things like that. I don't know. It helped. It's helpful to put your head on other people's bodies, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know it's what kinda, I do? It's yeah. kind of crazy. Just reviewing your story. I mean, you fell into acting. You fell into voiceover. You also, like you just mentioned, you had this huge weight loss transformation. You also uh, manifested this Emmy. There's a lot of magic happening over there. It's so funny. I When I look back on it all, I guess, like I usually don't, I don't think on a daily basis I'd be like, I, I look at other people's lives and I'm like, oh, they're so shiny. I'm not shiny, like <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I, I don't feel shiny. And so, yeah. Um, because my, you know what it is, my whole brand, it's actually funny because it's who I am and it ends up being in line with my brand, which is very imperfect, very relatable, accessible. Like, you know, even my posts, I never am like, booked this, did that. It's always like, what am I doing? I'm in this new booth. I hate, like, I'm not like, I got this new booth and I'm like, we're not like friends yet. I'm like, okay, you're annoying me because... (laughs) Because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing in here and I hate technology and I'm like struggling. So, but I'm going to share that. Not like, look at my shiny new booth. It's like, <laughs> I hate yeah, that. Yeah. You know? Get me out of this. Booth. Yes. I show, because yeah. I don't like change. Michelle doesn't like change because I've had a lot of trauma in my past. And so I, I think that I just share the real. And I think that's what my, that's what I was good at in acting when we would do like 
murder mysteries. I was good at the like one-on-one conversations at the tables versus like being the lead. I was like the good on the side, you know, side conversations. I was always, I'm always better sitting with one friend having coffee versus like being out with a bunch of people. Like I am an intimate, like one-on-one and that actually is in line with my brand. So like, I feel like me as a person isn't very much in line with my brand. Yeah. Yeah. I I, kind of, yeah, go ahead. I would say you, maybe Jason, you may not follow her online like I do. Um, I'm sorry I don't, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I mean, I I I, follow her, of course, because, you know, we were both into voiceover and all that. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, you definitely, I feel like your posts are vulnerable because they are not, Oh, you know, some people only post the good stuff and like, oh, here I am at the Emmys. Oh, by the way, everybody just finished my 18th hundredth voiceover thing but yeah you just moved and you have this new booth that's very funny that you're struggling yeah. that it's not I'm funny struggling but... i yeah. i am it's, is like... it just not sounding like you want it or no or it's just like... the vibe of it no have you saged it's... it have you saged it staged it sage, sage it oh no but i do have some sage maybe i will do that I it's not do that it. it's bad it's it yeah, sounds yeah, it sounds good it's just change like i don't like change change is hard for me change is always bad and and i have to you know do things a little differently and i had to set forget setting it all up that was like i am i am a really good voiceover but i am not good at the technical i'm not a i'm not a mic you know geek or whatever like i get new equipment and it'll sit there for 6 months i'm not the girl that rips it open is like wants to try it i'm like nothing gets unplugged or it breaks like we don't unpl- i had my stuff plugged together somebody put it together for me and i didn't touch it in 10 years and anytime someone wanted one time i was doing a video game um like recording and they he's like can you turn your gain down and i'm like no <laughs> i don't i don't think i should touch that i was like no I that'll don't. be ten thousand more dollars for me to touch that gain button yeah. i was like what do you mean touch the gate and so most voiceover people would be like what are you talking about you don't play with your gain like we do this all the time and i'm like nope it's been like no you don't touch it it'll break it you know like so that's and I, that's when you talk about me being DIY and not like kind of the same as a lot of people. I'm like a weirdo. Like I, I've booked in spite of being like completely not like what you're supposed to be in, you know, quote unquote or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Right. I don't know. But I I think I like that, though. I think that makes it rebel. more. Re- <laughs> no, I know. But like in a real way, you're rebel. You're not yeah, like yeah. rebelling because you know, to rebel. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just figuring it out. I've been figuring it out all along these whole 20 some years, my own, my own way. And, you know, a lot of the stuff people, you know, and that's why, you know, it's funny. I went to some of the conferences and I come home from a conference feeling completely insecure. don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I lose myself because it's a lot of like, I don't know. It's just not my you vibe. You have to be a different, I'll say, going to conferences is so social like okay i've been a dj my whole life but then also doing voice work you know you're alone all the time even if you're you know on a zoom or chatting with someone who's directing you so you go to a conference all of a sudden you have to be like hey hey marge what's up you know that's a whole nother world (laughs) i think probably why we're in this because we're not into that well and i'm not i'm not like an introvert so to speak but i think those things deplete me and make me feel less than and and so you know, my husband will be like, honey, you, you have, you have very confident. Like I'm, and that's why, like, I'm confident in my instincts. Like I don't like coaching with people because it takes me away from my natural instincts and it makes me sound less real. So I'm like, I'm a weirdo. I don't coach because it makes me worse. Like, 
and I, it's just so like great. knowing yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's just knowing yourself. And yeah. not to yeah. say that's not good for a lot of people. It's just not, I need help in other ways. That's not where I need help. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. it does. You are literally your true authentic self because of you. <laughs> not because of someone all. else. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that 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 works to your advantage naturally yeah. without even trying, I guess you could say. But, the, you know, pretty... you get in your head and you're like, everybody's telling me I'm supposed to be coaching. Am I doing something wrong? Like what? You yeah. know, and then you start like second guessing your own instincts. And that's I, I think I need anytime I veer from that, I need to like, you know, bring myself back and be like, stop, stop the madness, you know. Yeah, get some tea, sage yourself. <laughs> and a giant cup of coffee. My God, that thing is so Literally, it's literally almost as big as your head. I didn't lie. That's, yeah, right. Well, so, you didn't see this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she told How me to bring this. She told uh, me to bring This is my quote of the week thing. Um. Oh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, I, this one is bigger than my head, I think. <laughs> That's actually. funny. Um, I need to so, light off the caffeine. So yeah, when yeah. you say you went against um, you went against what people told you, so coaching is one thing. Is there, are there other things? Like, when did you book your first, when did you oh, book your first voiceover and say, oh, I think I'm, this is something I'm going to do? I don't think, oh, um, so I was an actor back in 19, I'm, you know, I sound 1943 30, in the 1900s. 42. Yeah. No, <laughs> in the 1900s, you began acting in the 1900s. I, I, it's funny because I'm, I'm 53 and I sound 30. So, um, that's interesting. Um, so I've been in this business a long time. I was an actor, um, again, fell into that by accident, but I was an actor and I performed every weekend in murder mysteries and interactive improv and all that stuff and some commercial work as well. But I basically, um, I decided, oh, I have all these characters and creatures I I do. I I want to do like animation. So I got into it specifically to do that. And then there's none of that where I am, at, especially at that time. And then I ended up getting a few bookings for my regular voice, which is again, I would never have gotten into voiceover for my voice. My voice is not special. It's not unique or interesting. It's not, or I shouldn't say it's just it's not something I would be like, oh, you should do voiceover. But what I brought to the table was just the authenticity and the relatability and the real and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I think that just kind of happened like that. It was just like an accident, kind of, sort of, you know. Um, yeah. But no, well, I wouldn't and, have done it. And I wanted to explain for people who aren't that heavy into voice work. Like there's voice people who have like booming, uh, you know, kind of yeah. radio voices. Mm -hmm. And then there is the opposite of just like a natural person talking. Um, it's it's wild, though. I see. I see both sides being successful. Sometimes I'm surprised. Yeah. Like I saw somebody say, oh my gosh, I booked this national spot. And then I listened to it and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like this crazy. And yeah. I'm like, wow. I, okay. So there's so much voiceover work out there Yeah, and it's all different kinds. And it's really interesting that I feel like you found like right now, would you, I would say like the natural sound is, in but i feel like you found that way before the curve yeah i think i was lucky that that ended up being the kind of the trend it was going towards because again maybe if it was 10 years earlier i would never have booked anything you know because it wasn't as natural as it is now um and and you know and i worry that that'll go away too like you're gonna go back to non-natural you know not natural or so i don't know i right. can't imagine it but could always change yeah you never know you but never i guess know. i think the big thing that i love 
is the idea in life, but also seems to be your philosophy, is that you just be you and and that comes out and and like mm-hmm. even on social media you're you yeah you're not pretending to be somebody else no it's kind of neat when i talk a lot of people always like come to me front you know different people like colleagues and stuff and they're like oh, i want to coach with you because i want to sound more natural because that's what everybody wants right now um and i always just say I don't like to coach people because, again, I have imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I want to coach people. I don't want to take money for that. Like, that feels weird. But I will help some people, like, just, you know, without charging them. But I feel like I don't – all I say is why are you – like, I I always use this analogy. Like, when you fall in love with somebody – you don't fall in love with them because they have perfectly symmetrical eyes. You fall in love with them because they have like a little snort when they laugh or they have like a funny, you know, space between their teeth that's kind of cute. Like you fall in love with their quirks, right? You fall in love with their imperfections, their uniquenesses, their little weirdnesses, right? You that's what we fall in love with. So why are we why are people cleaning that up for their voiceover? They should be bringing their their specific whatever that weirdness is, not weird, but you know, I mean their unique goofiness whatever that is to the table like their imperfection because that's what's beautiful nobody's finds perfection it's not relatable it's not accessible it doesn't make you like like them like the biggest comment i get back from is people like when i hear your voice i i like you like i feel like you're somebody i would like you know and i'm like that's the hugest compliment because you know i don't sound off-putting or i don't know whatever the word is but yeah yeah. No, I mean, I want to fly on Delta vacations now. So, <laughs> I mean, come on down. <laughs> I mean, we're we're Delta people anyway. So, are I'm you gonna, really? I'm going to do it whether yeah. I enjoy it. I'm so bad. Half of my work last year was international, you know, Amsterdam, Italy, you know, all kinds, all over Japan, like everywhere. And I'm like the most boring person. I like never leave Massachusetts. <laughs> ever (laughs) like I'm not a traveler I've never been many places I'm so I've lived here my entire life never lived anywhere else super boring girl yeah so did you enjoy the pandemic were you like yes I get to stay home it's embarrassing (laughs) to say this but like I when everybody had to stay home and I didn't have to go to like things (laughs) I kind of like like that's embarrassed that's mortifying to say but I I was in I was kind of like yes and then when people started going back out I was like no why because that means I have to feel like I should and I don't want to (laughs) that is so funny that's horrible I felt a little bit a little bit of like no like when the weekend came there was no press it was kind of nice there's no pressure like oh I don't have to go to that party yeah yeah the things you didn't want to go to anyway right yeah i can just (laughs) relax chill i think it was because we got we definitely we did i'll use it like this we quote unquote did too much because every day it felt like at one point there was always there was something over here we get invited there we have to go to this or there's a and you're like okay that's cool but can i just take a nap for a second (laughs) I think we go too much. Yeah, go, go, go. And, the, you know, this yeah. that pressure of, like, fear of missing out and, like, oh, I should go to this industry thing. But I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. right. I know. So I think it did slow us down, even though it's terrible that it happened, of, yeah, course. of course. It's, I mean, right. It's awful in yeah, every yeah. way. But in some way, there was a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that it's like, hey, I think a lot of people had some realizations and changed yeah things in life and i think that's great 
they I, they said a lot of marriages broke up a lot of yeah. um yeah which is i find so interesting like once you're forced to actually be with each other all the time like yeah. the truth comes out whatever that is and yeah i find that so interesting like i find that very fascinating yeah. it it is i mean sadly i do know many people that either did or came close to but now if they if they made it they're even more solid than they were because exactly you know for many reasons of course right. their own thing but i mean yeah, no, I, I get that. That's an oversized bottle, too. What, I have what do you so have many that's not oversized? oversized <laughs> and yeah. I'm like choking on my own. I don't want this to go on the microphone. I just like, you know, when you swallow wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't be drinking all these beverages. <laughs> it's like too many beverages. <laughs> oh, my. I know. I'm going to have to pee for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, just to nerd out real quick, even though you're mm. not a gearhead, what kind of mic do you use? Yeah, this is why it's funny. But I'll be like, it's the Scooby-Doo 54. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's uh, I don't know what it is. is it it's a Sennheiser, and I do know what it is, but I say it wrong. I think it's the four one six, the MKH or MHK, one of those. Yeah, the <laughs> one of those. It's the Sennheiser four one six, the one that a lot of voiceovers use. Yeah, you know the one and, that everybody uses. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I got that because of it's very directional for like uh, where I used. I just moved, but where I used to live, there was I was on a landscaping company, and I I just. It was constant, so it's omnidirectional. Uh, it's oh, um, it's is it omnidirectional? Is that what it's <laughs> called? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Are you asking her tech questions? She's I know. I'm sorry. Uh, tech, I, no, no. I have tech support. You want me to call my tech support? In? Is it the MKH four sixteen, the P forty eight? I don't know what that means. Just is agree. it the long thin say, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it doesn't a... look like anything cool, but it is. No, it doesn't look it cool. It is very, very schmancy and yeah, nice for yeah, voice. I think yeah. Steve Stone. I don't know if you know Steve Stone. He's another voiceover artist, good friend of mine that Sounds was familiar. on. Uh, he does a lot of promo work. Um, he does, yeah. What about, so you uh, have all this stuff on your website. Like you talked about your weight loss transformation. You lost 115 pounds in 2007. We just had a guest on who also had a huge weight loss transformation. What do you think helped you get, you know, because I feel like weight loss is is also a bigger picture thing about life and how you feel about yourself. Like, what do you think helped you go through that transformation? I know what helped, what what made me prompted that. Um, I, I've had, um, uh, when I was 30, I had a full retinal detachment and um, I have had seven surgeries since then for wow. retinal tears over the last 22 years. So my eyes are like literally every day just to open my eyes is a challenge. So <clears throat> my wow. eyes are like, I mean, you just don't, and I didn't even wear glasses. So it wasn't like I even thought about eyes. And then suddenly it became everything because they took me in and they were like, they dilated me because I was seeing some flickering. And and then he's like, Michelle, we have to take you in right away or you, you know, you can go blind and stuff. So it was like a big wow. deal. So um, so that was obviously terrifying and it's to this day, the biggest challenge, even with my house burning down and all that, like that's oh, the yeah, biggest your house burned my, down in 1999. I wrote a book. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all over. The <laughs> did book. you write an autobiography? I know you wrote a children's sh- book, right? But how about no, an autobiography did, about all this? I wrote a play that's going to be turned into a movie short called conversations with my fat about my weight loss. And it's oh, like wow. a, the, the fat and the the fat and Michelle are two characters. And it's like a one woman, two person show kind of thing. Um, 
like a codependent relationship. But anyway, yeah. uh, they wanted me. I had like really bad. I still have cholesterol things. And my doctor wanted to put me on statin drugs. And statin drugs ca- can like, I don't know, they can exasperate or something it can do to cataracts. And I at 30, I had cataracts from the surgery. So I already had cataracts at 30. So wow. I like I was opposed to going on any statin drug but he's like michelle you have to or you know this is scary you could have like a stroke or heart attack or whatever so i that just became my motivation so i said let me get my cholesterol down naturally and he gave me six months to do it he was so impressed i became like a sponge i learned everything i could about it and and i brought it down more than a statin would in six months um wow and then and then on and on. And then actually, ironically, I did not lose any weight during that six months, which is so weird. It was like my body was shut down or something because I I didn't. The good news is I wasn't my motivation wasn't weight loss. It was to lower my numbers. I think that was helpful because it that wasn't my focus. But it, if I when my focus was weight loss, I would have been really frustrated because it, it didn't happen. It took six months for my body to kind of go, OK, this is what we're doing. And then it and then the weight loss started to happen. And then that took about two years to lose that amount uh very wow. slowly gradually it wasn't a quick thing it wasn't yeah and i feel yeah i guess i'm pretty proud i mean for the most part you know within 10 pounds or so i've kept it off for like what is that like six it was 2006 when it was all off so whatever that yeah. i can't do math I can't, technical <laughs> and math are not <laughs> i think it's you know it's interesting i think it's 16 years because yeah, so that's pretty good right yeah. that's yeah, pretty, pretty good that's amazing fantastic yeah yeah and the way and to 115 do it was slowly, taken yeah. off I used to weigh like 270. Wow. So crazy. Wow. How tall are you? Five seven. <laughs> I could crush you. You would be you would be dust. <laughs> you, see this mug? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Uh, so okay, so the funniest so part about all this, uh, we haven't even truly, I mean, I'm sure we've hit it, but uh, usually I ask this right out the gate. What are your truest passions in life? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because that's what our podcast is all about. I <laughs> uh, know. Um you know, it's so it took me a long time to get to this place of you of doing this job. And I I mean, I just yeah, there's days that are like frustrating or different things happen. But I, I just love I feel like for the first time in my life for the last I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now, but I feel like in my groove and like the way I've grown this literally on my own with no help, no, you know, nobody helping me all so on my own. You didn't do a manager or an agent. Nobody, nobody even like returns your calls. Like you can be as you could have an Emmy, you can have all this stuff going on. You could book all these national things, but nobody like writes you back. So you're just like, okay, like, what am I going to do? No agents agents are like, hey, hey, can I take you on now that I shouldn't say that years ago I had. And I think it's because I have to lead with my voice. This is how I book. People hear me and they come to me. Like I used to remember that voice registry thing where you could like audition online. Yeah. Remember that back in the day? So I, I did get two agents or I should say I got one agent or two agents through that at one point that reached out to me. They heard my audition. They wanted to book me. And I had a big agent reach out to me in 2015, but I needed to be in LA and be SAG. So I, I obviously wasn't either of those things because I don't leave Massachusetts. <laughs> so, so, um, so that wasn't a thing. But they were like, Michelle, the fact that they were interested in you says you're doing something right. So I was like, all right. But but yeah, but and the other one that I did get with and I did book a few things with and a national thing. And she went out of business with COVID. She, she, we, you know, I loved her. But after that, like more recently, like I was saying, I, I got. I never had a real demo, like a produced demo. I was always like, why am I going to buy a fake demo when I have like, but everybody in your head is like, you can't do, you can't submit to agents without a real demo. So I finally bit the bullet, spent the money and I got a demo. But 
you know, I still, I like my, my regular work stuff. I'm still, I'd rather highlight that more, you know, kind of thing. And, and honestly, I did send stuff to a bunch of agents and nobody like wrote you back. So you're just kind of like, like I get to the point where you're just like, you know what? Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe I'm being protected, like from like say a spiritual aspect. Maybe, maybe God knows, like, like it might be too much with me with all my health issues and my eyes. Like I like driving my own bus and being able to like choose what I do and don't do. I know some people with agents that they feel very pressured every day to get like 30 auditions in. And if they don't, they might be dropped. I don't want that. I I would I don't I wanna I wanna be very targeted about what I spend my time on and make it be meaningful and important and very specific to me. Like I'm very, like, I wouldn't just like audition for everything that hits the wall. Like that's not, I don't think that's a smart for me, at least a, you know, way to go. Um, so I would want to be with somebody more boutique that was more like, um, I don't know, just more like, okay, this is good for Michelle. Like that one that went out of business. She, she always would just send me stuff only, only stuff that was like, she knew would be, she's Michelle, you can kill this one, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. And, and some of these bigger ones, I feel like you're kind of lost in the shuffle. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. I don't know because mm. I'm not with anything. <laughs> you know? So then how did you end up finding your work to begin with? Like where? Yeah. Um, did mixture. you do pay, like pay to play sites? Yeah. Or, yeah. Mixture. Uh, back in the I've been a member of Voice 123 since 2006. Um, <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. I know. Um, yeah, and I know honestly, well. they I used to book one in 10 auditions on there. That's a really good ratio. Oh my God. Do you do the highest level of that? I do the next down. Right now yeah. I do the 2200. But what happened is years ago, some algorithm changed on there and I don't book very much on there at all anymore. So honestly, most of my work, and this is something I'm like getting a little freaked out about is, is repeat work, yeah. uh, like repeat clients that I've built over the years. And I know that, that those can go away and you need to replenish. So I'm kind of yeah. like, oh shoot, I got to be focusing on getting new people. Uh, my, my spreadsheet is all like existing, existing, exist. you know, it's like yeah. all the, and you're just like, oh shoot, which is wonderful that they keep coming back, but mm, future, right. you know? expansion is the next step. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, voice one, two, three, like in 2020, I did really well on it. And then 2021 and 2022, I would say not yeah, much at I, I don't, all. And there's paying a, a lot, lot of, for something. I don't know if it's worth it at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is. I know. Right. I was curious about that too. <laughs> um, every Wednesday on your Instagram, which yes. is your, uh, it's Michelle Falenga Voice. You pull a, a little quote, and I thought maybe you could pull a card for us on the program. What? Or she has her mug. <laughs> it's become like a fun thing, but I'm getting really low. I only have. Oh, this, you're gonna have to get a whole new stack. I know. I need some. I need to get more quotes. It's become fun because I could do some with my husband, some when I'm with another voiceover, some when I'm with obviously with you guys. So uh, <laughs> somehow I'll have to get video footage of this so I can post it at some. Point. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. I shake it, but it actually is just like that, so it doesn't actually shake. <laughs> it doesn't like. <laughs> it doesn't mix them up. It's just it's for the you know. It for the effect. Yeah, it's for the yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. It totally doesn't mix anything up. Okay. And it has two quotes on it. It's double-sided. Ooh, nice. Ooh. for your buck. Okay. You ready? Okay. Success in life should be determined by contributions, not accumulations. Nice. Arthur F. Lenahan. And one word, no, one today is worth two tomorrows. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. One today, oh, is, one one to two. One today is worth two. To, see, 
often I get very bogged down by understanding like one of the quotes <laughs> and I'm always like, I got, I'll be like, I don't understand. And then I'll just, uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's a uh, hashtag deep thoughts. I don't, I don't know that I get that one. <laughs> Does Once you... a day is worth two tomorrows. One. Be... I don't know what he meant by that. Should we, yeah. should we Google that? Yeah, maybe. It's but Benjamin I mean, like, Franklin. I was going to say it. Benji. Does what does one today today is worth <laughs> two tomorrow I... meaning? Okay, guys. That's so the the future and anything it might bring is not guaranteed, which makes today more valuable. Which... Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's kind of what I was trying to. Yeah, right. Interesting. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ben. I guess we'll take it. Uh, I believe yeah. we're at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere. We ask you five quick questions to get to know you even more, Michelle. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> uh, question number one. Uh, please name a celebrity crush. Oh, gosh. Um... Okay. Um, I'm obsessed with Christopher Plummer in Sound of Music. I love him. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very cute. What? Yeah, no kidding. By the way, it is uh, your five o'clock. It just passed your five o'clock. So this is perfect right? timing. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. Okay. That's cute. Okay. All right. Uh, question number two. You live in Boston, right? Yeah. Outside I live like just outside of Boston. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you ever been to the pub that inspired the show Cheers? Yeah, it's so uh, overrated. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to like screw them over. When you I walked mean, in, guess... did anyone know your name? Nobody knew my name, and it was years ago, and I did it because you got to do it, and it was like, it was fine, but it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, you got. I guess you got to go there. I shouldn't say that. Why? I'm yeah. gonna. I'll never get that gig. <laughs> okay. Can we? You know like, what would be funny it? is if it's you, amazing if you paid money and like handed them your name, and then when you walked in and everyone went, "Hey, Michelle." That would be. They should yeah. do that. That's yeah. a good. That's, that's an idea. idea. I should that's, trademark that idea. Totally. All right. Um, question number three, which I've taken some of this from some of the stuff I've read about you. What scares you more? I'm going to give a list of things. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Skydiving, uh, reading from a book in front of 45 first graders, uh, sitting in a room filled with roaches, or the midterm elections. Okay, I'm kidding about the politics. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Since today is like election day, I thought I'd throw that in. But yeah, no, of the I three, know. skydiving, uh, reading from a book in front of 45 first graders, Sitting in a room filled with roaches. I mean, they're all ex equally terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. Equally? Yeah, equally. I, yeah. I said the one about the kids because you, uh, I read on your, you put out a children's book and you had to read it in front of I kids. I read it. I didn't want to. You were to. so nervous. No, I even made, I even created like um, a, vi a video of the book, like flipping the pages and I did a voiceover with it, reading the book so that maybe I could just do a projection and I wouldn't have to read. <laughs> Oh, I don't so want to read to the kids. Oh <laughs> scare me. How did it go? Did it was successful? I haven't done it yet, but I, I, oh, created, I thought you did that it just to avoid. Oh. I created oh. it just to avoid it. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I won't, so funny. But I haven't I know I have read for the kids a few times now, but I yeah. I don't look forward to it. Most people look forward to it. I'm like scared to death. Yeah, no. That's funny. So oh, no choices. All three are equally scared yeah. for you. Well okay. I mean, uh, I guess if I had to, that would be the one I'd pick over skydiving and roaches, <laughs> I guess. But that doesn't mean I want to do it. <laughs> All right. Question number four. Oh, my God. If money wasn't an issue and anyone you wanted could come with you, 
where is your dream place to live? God. That is tough. I, I don't I've never left Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, let me guess. I don't really Massachusetts. Have a good way to know. Um I mean How did uh, you you just got a new house? How did you move? You like hate uh change. God, like it was so stressful. I don't like change. Uh, yeah. Anything new is scary. Like these are all my these are my trauma past coming into my future. Yeah, yeah. Um I I, I mean, and we bought a house because we've been looking for two years. We bought a house and then we sold our house. So we were like, please let everything fall together. Like, because what yeah. if something didn't happen? Right. Oh, That's yeah. like terrifying. Um, wow. It was a lot for me, to be honest with you, from a stress level. Um, and, it, you know, and we're still settling in here. But, um, yeah. Um, where yeah. would I want to live? I mean, yeah. it's more, I don't think it's like a place. It's not like, oh, I visited which I haven't, yeah. but like say I visited Fiji. I'm not a beach person I, with my yeah. eyes. I don't like the sun. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that vampire. makes sense though. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm more like a dark, like my whole house, they're like, do you ever, like all the windows are closed. I'm like very dark. Um, I, so I'm not like a beach, like if it was like, okay, are you going to vacation on an island or like in the mountains? It would be the mountains. Like I'm going to pick that yeah. over the beach. I'm not a beachy person, um, but um, I don't know. I like places with culture. I like, I love places that are artsy. And I mean, I liked, I've been to some places like, but I don't know. There's not, that's so, such a boring answer. I don't have a place where I'm like, I want to live here. Blah, blah, blah. I just want to live somewhere where I feel safe. Okay. <laughs> All right. I just want right. safety. <laughs> okay. Question, our final question, uh, question Hello. number five. Um, you've been known to be a manifester. What do you think the key is to manifesting the life of your dreams? This is for advice for everyone else. Yeah, it's funny. I, I like I said, I did do that Emmy thing, and I did the the Jim Carrey thing where I wrote a check to myself, and it, two oh. years later I made what it said on the oh. check. I did, yeah, I did that. Oh yeah. Um, but it, was, it's can not you like tell I, us how much the check was. No. <laughs> but I like I did like and I kept it in my wallet so I always you know I would look yeah. at it like he did I did I tried to follow that and then the, the health magazine so I guess I was doing a little of that before but it wasn't like I don't I wouldn't say like I've always been like manifest lady yeah. or manifest lady. are you ma like, manifesting <laughs> anything right now I so I wanted to say like with the house thing I we my husband and I like we looking for two ten, uh, two years and we finally said like this isn't working and we put on the refrigerator I made a picture well, a couple things I put on the refrigerator a picture with like we want two bathrooms we want a backyard with a little it felt like a haven we want a dedicated room for this and and we put it all in pictures on the fridge and we would look at it every day and within two weeks we found this house wow so that oh was my. interesting after two years and wow. then before that I had a um I was obsessed with I wanted to pay off my other house and you know, because we had a 30 year mortgage or whatever. So I took a, there's a picture of like a house and it's all bricks and every brick represents a thousand dollars. So I put that on the fridge and I got like psycho and like very like obsessed with this. And every time I'd pay additional to the principal, I'd, I'd color in, oh I'd God. highlight a, a brick and slowly but surely I paid off the house. We paid wow. off the house. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So cool. And the same thing with selling the house. We put a thing on the fridge like we wanted to go for this. We wanted to go within a few days. You know, it, we will have this, but da, 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 all these different things that we were hoping for. And all those things ultimately happened. So it was just like, I mean, I'm not to say that everything. I mean, there's other things I have around my house that have not happened. Yet. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> can't have them all. You're working it one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. 
All right. Well, there we wrap it up. Michelle Falanga, thank you so much. You're so much more than a, a voice actor. You're a manifester, uh, all kind of transformation happening. I love it. It's been really, really fun having you on. Thank you yeah. for having me on. Good to talk with you guys. <laughs> I know. Very you cool. too. Man, time to start manifesting, everybody. That's I mean, right. Doing it. Yeah. I got <laughs> some new stuff I got to put on the wall that I need some help with, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's funny. That's great. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. That was Michelle Falanga. It's so funny, as I, I kind of was saying, I've been in touch with her what feels like years, but I'm not sure on social media, so I feel like I knew her. But very cool to connect with her, and so so much more than just a voice actor, but also she's very open about her own insecurities. And you think someone like you see them, you're like, wow, they're so successful. I wonder if they're going to have an attitude or something. Right. <laughs> she's so down to earth and, and very welcoming and sweet. And the sweetest. She's definitely yeah. like one of her. I didn't even get to um, you know one of her quotes on her emails and that is gratitude changes everything. And I, you know. She's been through a lot. We didn't even get into, you know, her house burned down in 1999. And I know I read some stuff about really made her realize that things don't matter in life and all that. Right. Her transformation with her weight and cholesterol and, and her eyes. Oh, my gosh. The eye thing. I mean, oh that's gosh. scary in itself, yeah. having so many surgeries. But I mean, yeah. all that on top of like, she's really, to me, one of the most successful voice people I've known. And 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 doing it, there's always two sides of like, well, you need an agent, you need a manager, you need this. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself, which is such a strong stance. Oh, my God. No yeah, kidding. when you talk to her, she's kind of like not. I guess in a way she doesn't see herself as that as strong as she is, which I guess <laughs> right. is a little bit of all of us, right? I don't sure. know if we we all kind of like, well, I don't know. And then sometimes when you're super successful, like she mentioned the imposter syndrome, you know, you think, well, I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good, or you know, whatever. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna do some of her manifesting tricks on where we're gonna live, and I'm gonna yep. write that check. Amen, you, sisterhood. You no, uh, was it was it Jim Carrey? I guess she said Jim Carrey. He wrote a check for himself. How much was it for? Ten million? Two million? Uh, yeah, he something. had no money, unknown, yeah. and he wrote himself a check for this large amount. And within a year or two or whatever, he booked his first movie for like ten million or something. So right. that is manifesting on high. Sue Kinsey will like that one. Manifest. Yeah, no kidding. He's he's huge on manifesting too. A lot of people don't know it, but uh, if you're a true Carrie fan, he's all about that. You know what? Um, I was thinking. I feel like there's a similar. I, Matthew McConaughey didn't he do some? McConaughey. McConaughey. I mean, like he did some. Stuff. I think he. Yeah, I think he's about that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she was. Uh, anyways, uh, Michelle Belly, you're you are a badass so cool so yeah. down to earth it's insane and i'm all about that yeah and i think that's why i told her i said it's just it's it's so inspiring how natural she is and herself and that's and what really makes the difference you know what else that's interesting and it's sort of the beast of acting in the voice world yeah. is talking to even very successful people it never ends that you always have to be looking for the next job. Yeah. Like you can book something that's super fantastic, 
And as soon as you book it and do it, it's like, okay, what's next? Because you have to keep, I'll say, manifesting these jobs. And it, has, yes. it just, and it, at times it gets exhausting. It's really exhausting. Absolutely. Um, but it's interesting. It's an interesting life. There, there's such a, you're sort of your own freelancer. So you can kind of do your own hours, pick the projects sometimes that you want to work on. Yeah. But also you're your own boss like running a business any business like you have to keep getting business and sure um not necessarily rest on your laurels as they say oh yeah so i, I yeah i was super i mean i know i'm i'm deep into the voice world so i was super intrigued by her but like i said she's so much more than just some uh, voice actor she's got all this stuff happening no Pretty she cool. is freaking yeah absolutely so it was very awesome um it was funny. I posted a promo of ours, and she just commented and said, "Hey, I should be on your podcast." LOL. I was like, "Are you kidding? Get over here!" Oh I was going to reach out to you anyway. Yeah, that was awesome. That is so uh, cool. Yeah, very nice really for her great. to take the time to be on the program. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, guys. I think that's a wrap. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we love you. Love you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast. Tell your friends about the pod and share an episode on your socials. We'd love to hear from you too. Email us at Cuz I Have To podcast at gmail.com. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time. <laughs>